All right, 7.45 and 30 seconds is our time here at mm-hmm. the Marshall Network. Mark and Lynette in the morning. And we have with us, I sure hope, I've done everything <laughs> right, Pastor Bruce Aubrey. Pastor Aubrey, are you there? Yes, sir. Oh, good. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. How are you? And so, th- Thank you so much for uh, coming on with us this morning. Uh, sure. And Lynette knows you better than I do. but uh, So I guess the question is, what do you think is going on in Ohio or Kentucky, I guess, at, sure. at Asbury University? Sure. Well, you know, that's a loaded question, and I would probably need an hour, but <laughs> you don't have that much time, and I'll do my best to succinctly give you what's kind of been in my heart. Yeah, okay. My wife and I were on vacation last week, and I began to see the things that were happening um, through the years, and in some of my graduate studies, I had actually studied revival and some of the things about Moody and the Great Awakenings and various times and ways, and even Asbury in 1970, mm-hmm. um, where I went to college, a lot of the ministerial students went to seminary at Asbury. Okay. Um, I have a friend who pastors in Ohio who actually went down, sent me a video clip. I said, are you there? He said, yes. He said, I wish you were. What he said was, it was so simple, it was so powerful, it was so profound. Mm. What I've noticed is a few things. Um, the Christian community in general, we tend to push to extremes. Either we become very cynical and explain why something cannot be of God because it's not going this way, this way, or this way. Yeah. Or we want to take it even further and say, if it was of God, it would be all of this. Mm-hmm. And I rather applaud the people at Asbury. I don't know them. I don't know the school well at all. But I have watched with interest and uh, checked in with some things um, just to to get my own sense. And what I sense is, you know, it's pretty student-led. I think the administration has tried to give really good discerning wisdom and oversight, which I think is what everyone needs to be praying for spiritual leaders in our day, Mm -hmm. that we would have wisdom and discernment to guide God's people. Um, you know, I've often said I'd rather die than just go through the motions of ministry. Um, so I think we're hungering. I see things like Psalm 85, six, will you not revive us again? that Your people may rejoice in you. Habakkuk chapter three says, revive your work in the midst of the years, Mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. And then I think there's a couple of things that really caught my attention I've seen God working in the young 20-somethings of our church, this church, Northside Church. And uh, I just, what used to be a smaller number of people is a growing number of people in almost every service. And there's a hunger for truth. And whereas that generation at times has been said they weren't interested in absolute truth, I think they absolutely are becoming interested in in truth. Mm -hmm. And they, they want what's real. And they're not looking necessarily for all the things we think are necessary. Um, you know, it's not about marketing Jesus. It's about making Jesus known. And Jesus said in Luke 9, you know, if any man would be my disciple, let him deny himself. and Take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm-hmm. And we live in a generation that says love yourself. And, and Jesus said love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I'm not against that. Well, that doesn't mean we're to be in love with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And part of Christianity is knowing that for me to live is Christ. So how am I denying myself that he might get honor and get glory and get praise? And the other thing is in Revelation, uh, Mark, where it talks about how uh, 
here's the church at Ephesus. They believed right and had great programs. But he said, but I have this against you. You left your first love. And I think this whole thing is a reminder to us that God is saying, I just want you to love me again. And I want you to focus on me again. I want Jesus to be the subject, to be the priority. It's not an anything goes situation. We have to have our eyes open. I, I get all of that in any movement. But And beyond that, Asbury is a Methodist school. Lee is a Pentecostal university. And Sanford University is a Baptist school. And, you know, I, I understand there are distinctives for reasons, and we probably all have some strong feelings about that. But at the end of the day, what matters is, do you know Jesus? And I guess my last thought before you may have any other question is, um, the scripture says you will search for me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And we're told to love God uh, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's right back there again. You've left your first love. It's, it's knowing that I'm just seeking him and I want him and remembering this is his church. It's not mine or anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And how is he at work? So that's a little of what I see. That's great. I love it. Amen. <laughs> What's Amen. the difference between uh, revival, where Christians are kind of recommitting themselves, to an um, a, a act of God where there are new converts brought into the church? Sure. I think the lines get a little blurry. My short answer would be, I think when God moves, both will happen. Mm-hmm. If my understanding is correct, years ago, you know, we used to have revivals in churches. We'd bring in a speaker and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, in the old days, my understanding is they were two weeks long. And the first week was just to deal with the saints and deal with God's people. And then the second week was to be very, very intentional in reaching out to those that might not have a relationship with Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I, friends with the president of Cedarville University, and we talked and or texted back and forth through all of this. And I've been watching what's been happening there. One of my kids graduated from Cedarville. They've been seeing God do some amazing right. things. And, you know, I, he, after two nights where they had very, very deep times of worship, he had expected a hundred kids to come back and a thousand came back uh, to the chapel on the, the Monday night. And uh, he had gone to Asbury to check it out. And, but by Wednesday night, he sent them out to Wright State University and Ohio State University and other colleges in the Ohio area that they could drive to and go to and minister to and share with. And there are stories coming back of how they did that even to schools back in their home states, I think. I I need to be cautious. but So I think there has to be a work in us, but then God wants to do a work through us. Amen. And then there's a lot of us who are, you know, 500 miles away from Kentucky, maybe more, I don't know, and we wish we were there. And Mm -hmm. so we ask for God to move here, you know, move here in central New York, and, and, you know, I think that's a really important point to be made. Um, I think, uh, Mark, it's important to know you don't have to go to Kentucky to experience God. Amen. Uh, would I like to be in that room? Yeah. Do I feel like I've got to make that trip? No. Yeah. Um, and so to say, well, you you know, sometimes we just... We rally around extremes. Well, you know, well, you don't have to go there, and then it, it almost mocks the people that did. <laughs> You're right. And then there, are, and then there are others who are like, "Well, true, but um, you know, I've read some testimonies of people say, i 'I'll never be the same. My life will never be the same.' 
And think of what that's going to mean for their children and their grandchildren and generations to come. I don't know all that's happened in their lives, but to encounter God in a very personal, profound, and powerful way, I would just encourage your listeners, seek the Lord while they may be found. Mm-hmm. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to our God, and he'll have mercy. And to our Lord, he'll abundantly pardon. Just seek him earnestly in your heart, in your home, in your family, in your workplace, and know that he is every bit as real and powerful and here as he is there. Mm-hmm. Lynette, is there anything you'd like to ask, Pastor? No, all um, of that was wonderful. And you did yeah. a great interview. So I actually have no further questions. Pastor, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's my privilege. Thank you. You know, I'm going to, with your permission, I'm going to ask our uh, our digital guy here to uh, take the recording of this interview and make it available as a podcast. We'll, we'll put that up on our website. Uh, you know, give us a couple hours to get that taken care of. But I know that you're going to people say, I wish I had heard that. And yeah. so uh, sure. we'll make that available on our uh, marshallnetwork.org. It's where you'll find it. Sure. Well, we appreciate you folks and all that you do. And may the Lord bless you. We're praying for you. Pray for us. We will. Thank Amen. you so much, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. No other name but Jesus. No greater. 